The next one is uh, something that a lot of my intermediate students tend to go wrong with. And they say, actuellement, actuellement, yep. to mean actually, because it looks like that. And once they know how to make adverbs, they will probably put the mo after the adjective and say actuellement. Yep. And actually, actuellement does not mean actually. The Sorry to burst the bubbles of a lot of my students. Then I have to say, <laughs> no, it does not mean actually. So actuellement means en ce moment, at this time, currently, presently. Bonjour et bienvenue. This is le vrai français. Every Friday, join me, your host, Bumoyo Basso, here on Lingo Podcast as we speak to French teachers and popular polyglots from around the world to understand French expressions, culture, and a bit of French history. So whatever level you're at, whether you're a complete beginner, an intermediate, or an advanced learner, Le Vrai Français is here every Friday to teach you French the right way. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now on your favorite listening app to never miss an episode or for more content, follow Lingo Podcasts on Instagram. Hello everyone and welcome back to Lingo Podcast and welcome back to a new episode of Le Vrai Français here on Lingo Podcast. Today I'm very, very, very happy to be in the company of Shreni from Sharp Polyglot on Instagram. I'm a huge fan of her work and I'm very happy to have her on the podcast today, but I'll let her um, do a little introduction about herself, her work and what she does. Over to you, Shreni. <laughs> Hi, and thank you so much for having me here, Ramonio. I am, I'm pretty excited myself. Um, so I'm Shreni, I'm Indian, and I've been teaching French for 12 years now. Um, I fell in love with French much before I met my, my partner, my life partner. So it's actually a special love story. And unlike a lot of other people, French actually made me fall in love with languages and not the other way around. So I know people who are actually in love with languages and so learn more. And yep. for me, it was the other way around. I inadvertently knew that I was good at languages in school, yep. but I, I didn't really actually get into learning languages until I had French at college, which is where I didn't have it in school, which is the case for a lot of people. But I just started learning in college at 18. Okay. Uh, which some people might argue is a little late, but I <laughs> and I know of your podcast episode that says, uh, is it too late to learn a language if you're old or whatever, but I don't think so. Episode so two, I by the way, if you want to listen to that one, episode two, everyone. <laughs> absolutely, yes. So, yep. uh, yeah, so I continued learning French and that's how it literally opened me to the world because that was the first travel of my life like yeah. I had traveled in my country India before but going to France was and living there was the first travel of my life so literally and figuratively French has opened um, a lot of new horizons for me and then uh, I moved to learning Spanish and I speak French, Spanish and now I'm trying to learn German Okay. And as for work, as I said, I teach French to, to people. I, I work relentlessly to make learning French fun because it wasn't the case for me for some part of my learning journey. 
So I actually try and make it more interesting and realistic as much as possible for my learners. Mm. I also train them to take exams like the DELF, DELF, uh, the TEF, TCF, and yeah, all other horizons related to French as profession and teaching. Um, but yeah, so DELF and just like training students to speak French well. Okay, For those cool. who want to travel or work in France, yeah. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we're just talking um, just before we started recording the podcast and I, I was saying that I'm a huge fan of your work personally. That's why I, I think I've said it a million times already. That's <laughs> why I had you. Um, I tried to get you and I was lucky enough to, to have you today on, um, on today's episode here on Louvre Francais. So thank you so much for being thank here. You. And, thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, it's, for the kind um, words and for following my work, it really means a lot to me. It's okay. It's fine. Uh, I'm sure I'm just one of a million people who follow your work. So it's <laughs> I literally don't have a million followers, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so today, today on the podcast, today, everyone, we're going to be talking about Le Fouzami. Um, if you've been learning French for some time or if you're just a beginner, it's completely fine. You've probably heard about Le Fouzami, which uh, would literally translate into... Um, false friends or the false friends. So um, today, that's what we're going to be talking about with Shreni on the podcast. Um, I believe she has a few uh, Fuzami for us today. Yes, I do actually, as a matter of fact. Um, so I was also, I, you gave me the idea of doing like a YouTube video for my, um, like my virtual presence account called Chapeliglot. So I was okay. thinking of doing the same thing. Uh, over there as well but today i have like a list of 10 words that i'd like to talk to you and your listeners about um so it starts from i think the fact that there are les mots transparents which means okay. transparent words yep. that you know in english and then you pronounce them a little differently it is probably spelt a little differently but means the same thing in french and like in many other languages so like for example menu is yep. menu yep hotel yep as you must have guessed, is hotel. Yep. Uh, danser, except for the S, it means to dance. Yep. Table, etc. So it Table, gives us yeah. the, exactly. So it gives us the idea that, hmm, so if I don't know a word when I'm speaking or if I'm blocked, maybe just say it a little bit with a French wording. accent and it yeah. works out just <laughs> fine. But unfortunately, no. So there are a lot of words that, there's like a list of thousands of words that look the same, look like an English word, but okay. don't mean anything like the English word. And that could, um, so the danger is that it could definitely lead to a miscomprehension, a misunderstanding with the person you're talking to, a native person, if anything. And of course, like create confusion and sometimes very, very embarrassing situations. It has happened with me in the past. So, and I'm sure it is the case for a lot of learners when they're learning blabber a word only to realize that it means something completely off. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the details of my particular experience. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've had quite, maybe I'll talk about that some other day on the podcast, but I've had some really bad experiences with, with Le Fouzami when speaking <laughs> French with French natives. But, well, that's why we're doing the episode today. So you don't have that same problem and you can know as mm-hmm. early as possible. Okay, Shreni, um, um, can we have the first one? What, what do we have today? Okay, so let's start with something very simple that you probably learn as soon as you get into learning French. Something yep. like grand, grand, which yep. looks like grand. 
Yep. So you might think it's grand, but actually it means tall or big. So that's the first word, pretty easy. You're going to probably come across in the first few classes, first few hours of learning French. The next one is joli, joli, joli. which means, yeah. which looks like jolly, like a jolly good fellow, but actually yeah. it doesn't mean jolly. So you have a date with someone, you end up like thinking, oh, that's a jolly good person, but actually he's a very beautiful person. So, oh. and probably like, not funny at all. So yeah, or jovial in that sense. So jolly is enjoué, enjoué, or joyeux, gay, like happy or jovial. But joli in French means beautiful or pretty. Yep. It's not the same thing at all. Okay. Um, just just a little quick word on 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 jolie. Um, mm -hmm. There there are two ways of writing it, aren't they? It depends Sorry, on. Um, there are two ways of writing this particular word, um, jolie. It depends on who you're speaking about, no? Right. Yes. Yep. So if you say J-O-L-I, like J-O-L-I, then yep. it's joli, but masculine. And J-O-L-I-E is for female, like a female person that you're talking about. Same for grand, because it's an adjective. Adjectives yep. in French change according to the person or the thing that you're talking about. So grand could be grand and grande. At the same time, yeah. Okay, so um, just this first two, for example, or well, grand is one that is very, very popular. So maybe we'll take Julie because it took me some time to understand um, Julie. Um, could you use that in a sentence? Like, can we say, um, bah, il est joli quand même? So something like that. Can, can we say that? Like in an example? Yep. Et comme elle est très jolie, uh, c'est un joli poème. Like okay. a beautiful poem, like a, like a beautiful person. She's pretty. Ou c'est joli ta robe. C'est joli ta robe. It's yep. a pretty dress that you're wearing. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so um, what's the next one? The next one is actually, it could be funny sometimes. So, excité. <laughs> Excité. Uh, you must have heard of it in your class and probably made that mistake like I did. Uh, that's so that's probably that, that's a mistake I was talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk. Let's address the elephant in the room. I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to be so embarrassed in the next one minute, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what happens when you learn French? <laughs> yes. So, but that's the fun, I think, also about learning yeah. languages to come yeah. across these um, embarrassing situations that make you never forget that again. Yeah. So, literally translates to excited. And we have a false feeling that, okay, so when I'm excited about something, I'll probably say, je suis très excité. Yeah. Uh, however, yes, excité does mean excited, but it also means like in a sexual connotation that excité. Yep. So I tell my students to try and avoid any of these situations and try and say, je suis impatiente à l'idée de. So je suis impatiente à l'idée de te voir. I'm excited to see you. But mm. je, suis imp je suis excitée. It could mean something like it could be misinterpreted in, in many ways. And okay. we know what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want more information, I'll advise you to check on Google. <laughs> But um, generally, I think um, this um, this problem using excité comes from the fact that in English we say it all the time. We say, "Well, I'm I'm really excited to to go to that new concert. I'm really excited to see to see uh, my favorite artist." And for example, if you want to speak in French, uh, maybe like you said, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it does not work. Um, but you're like, "Okay, I'm going to just say it in a Frenchy way, quote unquote," and you just say. Uh, je suis excité et uh, 
sweet the person knows that that mm-hmm. you're you're a foreigner and you've you've made a mistake there. <laughs> totally support you on that. Yes. However, with like Anglicisms, so so many Anglicisms and so many English words adapted or just like borrowed or used in French to sound cool. So yep. a lot of younger generation, I've heard them, seen them in videos, use excité as excited. Like, mm-hmm. je suis très excité, je suis trop excité pour ce projet. To say I'm so excited about this project. Uh, so it is used, but in a very informal kind of a context. So I would always be watchful of where I'm using it and to avoid any kind of confusion, I just say, say je suis impatiente, je suis enthousiaste, je suis très contente, or just simply, j'ai hâte de faire ça. J'ai, j'ai hâte. hâte. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite, that one. J'ai hâte de, de te voir. Something oui, like that. I'm, exactly. I'm, uh, I kind of like, I can't wait to see you. Yeah, and it gives right. it a, a, a better, a better, um, a more what's the word it, it just makes it sound better if you're like i can't wait to see you instead of i'm really excited to see you. yeah it's it's i, I think it's more, it's more cool. pretty like that yeah, it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful exactly and that's why la langue française is uh, c'est, c'est très belle <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah totally the next one is uh, something that a lot of my intermediate students tend to go wrong with and they say actuellement actuellement yep. to mean actually because it looks like that. And once they know how to make adverbs, they will probably put the more after the adjective and say actuellement. Yep. And actually, actuellement does not mean actually. The Sorry to burst the bubbles of a lot of my students. Then I have to say, <laughs> no, it does not mean actually. So actuellement means en ce moment, at this time, currently, presently. Actuellement, je travaille chez Google. So at this moment, presently, I'm working with Google. Okay. But when you want to say actually, as in, actually, this is what happened. En fait, en réalité, en fait, en réalité is what you can use. So that's okay. the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if I can just chip in, I think on um, fait is something that you should really, really learn as soon as possible because every French person says says this all the time. At the mm. beginning of a sentence, at the end of a sentence, but on fait, on fait, on fait. Oui. <laughs> en fait, and du coup, I think that uh, two of the words you should definitely learn if you want to sound right, cooler, right better. Right, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Naturally. So, Sounds more natural, I think. Okay, so, yeah, so. <laughs> just just before we move away from uh, actuellement, um, could you use it uh, in a sentence, uh, dans une phrase, s'il vous plaît? Yeah, so I will probably just repeat the one I said. I said, actuellement, je travaille chez Google. Yep. Actuellement, to mean en, en ce moment, yep. uh, at this moment or presently, currently. Voilà. Actuellement, je suis le niveau B1. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm learning, I'm in B1 level in French. Actuellement. Okay. I was trying okay. to look for my, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it's fine. All right. Um, moving on to the next word. Yes, so now we have, once again, in the intermediate level, we have supporté, supporté, which looks like to support. And in fact, why only in the intermediate? When you're trying to say support in an A1, A2 level, once you've learned ER verbs, you'll probably just say supporté, to say, uh, il me supporte beaucoup, to say he supports me a lot. But it does not mean, it does mean support in the sense to take weight of something, like to hold something. Uh, twice yeah. but it does not mean to support somebody as in help or you know the support you want like a moral support yep. so when you're trying to say that you would use soutenir soutenir and soutenir. not support. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Difficult one to pronounce there. Soutenir. Soutenir. Yeah. Soutenir. Sounds Soutenir. very French. Soutenir. <laughs> Soutenir. Okay, so um, how, how do we use this exactly? How, how can we use um, support? C'est quelqu'un qui me soutient à chaque pas de ma vie. C'est quelqu'un. It's a person that supports me in everything I do it in every step of my life. Soutenir. Soutenir. In the moral sense, like to morally support. Okay. Okay, and um, supporter? Supporter means to tolerate. Je ne le supporte pas. I can't tolerate him or her as a person. <laughs> like, I can't tolerate that person. Or also, why only a person? It could also mean a thing. Mm. Je ne supporte pas la corruption, l'hypocrisie. Mm. Democracy, um, corruption. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't tolerate corruption. Yep. Absolutely, yes. Yep. That's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, the so next word. Five. Yep. Halfway there. actuellement supporté. Parfait. Yep. <laughs> and moving on, we have blessé, a classic again, blessé. Yep. To say blessed. Yeah. I feel blessed to be around whatever, whoever. Yeah. Or I feel blessed to have this in my life or to have him or her in my life. This blessé, is such a big mistake to make. <laughs> honestly, I love this one because it means something so radically opposite. Yep. That it's fun to listen, a cute mistake, but it means something so different that yep. I don't want people to continue this. So blessé had to be on my list. Yep. Blessé means to be physically or emotionally hurt. That it hurts to say that people actually feel it's blessed. <laughs> blessé means to be hurt. Um, je me suis blessé en jouant au foot. Je yeah. me suis blessé. I hurt myself while playing football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to bless somebody, the verb is bénir. 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 Yeah. Que Dieu vous bénisse. The famous may God bless you. Yeah. Bénir. That, and that, that uses the, um, the subjunctive, yeah? Yes, that well, is the subjunctive. That's a story for a different one. <laughs> we'll probably do another podcast to understand the subjunctive. Yeah, definitely. That's a whole different story. <laughs> and okay, then five so other. Blessing. <laughs> <laughs> blessing means um, to be hurt, okay? So um, I can say, um, like you said, uh, je me suis blessé au jouant au foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or il m'a blessé. Uh, il m'a blessé avec ses paroles. He hurt me with his words. Il m'a yeah, blessé. Okay. Elle m'a blessé. Je suis blessé. Oui. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not just physical. Or yeah, or emotional. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Emotionally or, or physical. Okay, bless. Right. That's that's a really good one to know. Whatever level you're at, I think that's one you should take note of. And plus, it's an ER verb, so it's quite easy to, um, to conjugate and learn easily. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, next one. Yep. one. This is one of my uh, one of my favorites because I take classes and I have conversation classes with my students one on one, and we talk about let's say le télétravail, which is the the thing right now, work from home, yep. uh, because of confinement and coronavirus, and people yep. say balance balancer la vie professionnelle et la vie personnelle. Balancer, to think that it means to balance. Once again, yeah. for intermediate learners, balancer is not to balance. Balancer, balance actually, just the word la balance means a weighing scale. Yeah. And balance is also a, sta- a sign, a horoscope, like a sun sign, which is uh, Libra. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Had no idea. Balance. Okay. <laughs> 
So when you want to say I'm trying, it helps me to balance to like, like the professional and personal life. You would yeah. use the verb équilibrer. 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 Oui. Yeah. So for example, uh, le télétravail permet d'équilibrer la vie personnelle et la vie professionnelle. Équilibrer and not balanced. Okay. Okay. So basically, um, avoid balancer because balancer is actually a word that has a million meanings. There are a lot of <laughs> there are lots of meanings um, to balance, but if you want to say um, to balance, that would be mm-hmm. équilibré. Yeah, like informally, balance means a lot of other things also, yeah. right? And la balance uh, is weighing scale. So yeah. avoid that and just say équilibre as the noun, yeah. en équilibre, or the verb équilibré. Yeah, okay. Okay, All moving right. on. Next one. <laughs> a classic, again, yep. une librairie. La librairie, une librairie. Yeah. Alors, une librairie seems like a library, but actually it means bookshop, a place where you buy, où vous achetez les livres, and yeah. not the place where vous empruntez, where you borrow les books. Yeah. So the place where you borrow books, the library as in English, in French, is la bibliothèque. La, la bibliothèque. bibliothèque. Yeah. And in, in the librairie in French is a bookshop where you can buy books, actually. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a tricky one because um, immediately you see a, a, it's very difficult to pronounce this word, but I'm going to try. <laughs> immediately you see um, librairie, c'est ça? Yeah, okay. librairie. Okay, um, le R, le, le R français, c'est, c'est très difficile. <laughs> but immediately you see le, immediately you see um, uh, le, le librairie, uh, immediately you think, wow, that has to be um, a library. Especially mm-hmm. probably when you're just starting out or maybe when you have um, a B1 level. So it's very important to know that that is, in fact, la bibliothèque. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah. La bibliothèque and la librairie. Uh, very important to know, I think, since Avon, I would say, because people that like to read also want to learn how to say library. And yeah, yep. it's a good idea to start off. Um, um, next one. Mm-hmm. Once again, passer un examen. Passer un examen, yeah. meaning uh, congratulations have to wait. Passer yeah. un examen doesn't actually mean to pass the exam as in English. It doesn't mean to have succeeded. Actually, mm. passer un examen means to have taken the test, just to have written it. So to take the test, to write the test, to give the test means passer un examen. But if you want to say, okay, I made it and now it's time to finally congratulate me, then probably réussir, réussir is to finally like succeed oh okay um this is a common one because i'm a student myself and i have to admit i make this mistake every time every day (laughs) (laughs) so it's one that you should know if you're a student or if you have um children you have if you have students at home then it's it's definitely um something to to take note of okay brilliant and just like that we're at the last one if I'm, if I've not made a mistake counting, am I right? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's it. That is the last one. Yes. All right. So although I can go on with Fosami for hours, I think it's a good <laughs> use. A good uh, on my Instagram page, I always keep saying bite-sized French. You don't yep. want to chew more than you can. You don't want to bite more than you, can, you chew. can chew. Yep. So yeah, we're gonna learn the last one now. Attendre. Attendre. Another Attendre. verb. Yeah. R E the time. Attendre. Attendre. So it means to wait for and not to attend 
because it looks like to attend, yep. but it means to wait for somebody. Okay, and uh, okay. if you want to say attend? Yes, so attend means assister, assister à un événement, assister. You could also say aller à, simply mm. just aller à, or participer à. Okay, so um, attendre is, um, is quite a tricky one because it's kind of like one of those irregular verbs. So how, how can we use this one? How do we conjugate it? Attendre actually is conjugated like most RE verbs. So it yep. has only like SS and then you have nothing for the IL-L and ONSEZENT, like vendre. So it is actually not very irregular in that sense. Okay. But yes, it's tricky because it's not like the common ER or IR verbs. Yep. So for example, um, j'attends, mm-hmm. j'attends mon repas. I'm waiting okay. for my meal to come along. J'attends uh, mes amis. J'attends mes amis. Mm-hmm. Another very common mistake, I would like to use this opportunity to put it out, out there. You don't say j'attends pour mon ami. I'm yep. waiting for my friends. J'attends pour mon ami. A very common mistake. You would just say j'attends mon ami. So I like to tell my students that you think of it as attendre is to wait for. So the preposition for is already in the meaning. So then yeah. you don't go and add another pour. So yeah. j'attends mes amis, uh, j'attends uh, ma mère uh, dans la salle d'attente, in the waiting room. Yeah. Okay, so um, fortunately for every French learner, this is one word where French is making it easier for you and is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes French, French seems to be too, too complicated. But here, um, attendre, wait for is already the four is already in the word so just say the word and that's it you're fine you're good to go <laughs> okay in some contexts it also means to expect yep ce n'est pas ce que oui comme to expect or les attentes means expectations so yes to expect to wait for by prolongation i think you have to wait for you also waiting for something expect, like expecting yep. something yep. Mm-hmm. okay and like you said okay. just like that we're at um 10 we've done 10 for Sami. Yeah, um, that's brilliant. Uh, we, we we looked at grand, joli, excité, actuellement, supporter, blessé, balancé. Um, we have trouble with this one. Uh, libre, pass an examen, and attendre. So, mm-hmm. um, those are the 10 for Sami, uh, les 10 for Sami that we looked at today, and um. Hopefully, hopefully you were able to pick out something from today's episode because I know I learned something and I hope whatever level you're at, you were able to gain something from today's episode as well. Um, One more thing before we let uh, Shreni go from today's episode. Um, What um, learning French, um, I always say, is a journey. And um, I am making reference again to to someone I, I love so much who I've talked about on this podcast before, which is um, Steve Kaufman. I don't know if you know Steve Kaufman. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about language learning being a journey and not a sprint. Right. So um, sometimes it gets to a point where you feel you're no longer making any progress. What mm-hmm. advice could you give for a French student that is very keen on learning French but seems to be blocked, seems to be stagnant, seems to no longer be making progress as before. 
it's a, it's a very legitimate and extremely interesting question. So I'm very grateful for you to have asked that because there's so many people I know, my students, I felt like that at certain stage in my learning journey, as you said, uh, because I'm not French at all. Nobody in my family speaks French. So certainly you come across a point where you think that hmm, I, I was making a lot of progress. So the learning curve was like going up there. And now suddenly I don't see any new progress. Learning has become slower. So I, I agree with that. And and I tend to like to make the parallel with sport and exercising because that's something that also I like a lot. So when I used to run a lot and I saw progress coming along really fast in the first few months that I started running physically as well as strength wise. Yeah. And then I started plateauing because I was running more. So just to come back to French in that sense, it's normal. Let me just like, uh, I love the word in French, which is dédramatiser so let's just like get it back to a realistic kind of a view it is normal to be stuck or to feel stuck at a certain level in French sometimes happens because you're probably less motivated you're probably mm. not doing enough you don't have the right resources to learn the language or that you've put in too much and now you're burning out in that sense that mm. you're probably just like resist, resisting it in every way possible because you're, you're doing too much of it so I like to start off by saying, first, let's just get things into perspective and not make a big deal out of it and not lose the end goal. I think that is so important. That Why are you learning French? You started off because you like the language, because you have something you want to achieve with it. So don't lose sight of that goal and keep making smaller progresses. So the second thing I would suggest is small baby steps every day. I've also spoken about this in a lot of lives I do on Instagram, that baby steps, you cannot like lunge and jump and do high jumps and eventually you're gonna tire yourself out. So a little every day goes a very long way. So you want to set a routine for your language journey. Every single day you want to do something in French, listen, do something that makes it fun. The third thing that brings me to the third thing is if you're not having fun, you're definitely not in the right language or doing the right things so if learning french seems like like it seems like something that's weighing you down you want to stop right there if it's the teacher that makes you feel like that if it's the resources you're using or probably you're making it too academic which was my case when i felt like i don't want to ever do french again because mm. i felt like it was way too academic and there was too much translation happening and all of that so you want to take a step back from your learning journey and try and just like observe it from a third point of view and see, am I doing what I like doing? And I like to give the example of people who like to listen to music or who like theater or who like painting. I just suggest them to make that smallest shift possible and try and search things in French on Google. So if you like to paint and you're looking for an article, don't look for it in English. Mm. So create your immersion. And that's my step four. Have fun is step three. Step four is create your own immersion. Now that's an excuse a lot of us like to make. I say excuse and I'm probably being blunt, but that's <laughs> the truth. Because I've lived in an Anglophone country all my life. I've not lived in France for a long time. And I think I, de I speak decent French. So you cannot say that, I don't know, I have nobody to speak to. So today with technology, you can get in touch with pen pals like correspondents and actually have conversations, video calls, audio yep. calls, get yep. them to correct your work, texts. So you have apps for that like HelloTalk, Hi Native. There's so many, so many rich resources available. It's the shame that people still feel that um, I don't have anybody to speak to. So that's one thing you can do, like create your immersion. I changed my phone language 
to the language I'm learning. So it's in Spanish some days, some days it's in French, some days it's in German. And sometimes I don't know what to do next because I don't know German yet. So if I change my phone, it's going to be a complete disaster. But that's the fun. So if I'm not having fun, then I don't want to learn it. So create your immersion, listen to music, do whatever you like doing in your in the language in uh, in the yeah, target language so that's four and next if you can invest in a good teacher invest resources like financially in a good mm. teacher and there's so many like uh, italki is a great platform for that they're actually doing it or teachers like me that teach online because you want to put in the money and if you can of course because yep. you will think twice before abandoning that course because you've invested in it and that also keeps you going and motivated because there's someone you're accountable to who's trying to progress and track your progress and tell you okay did you do this like i give not just to my students all the time i sent you a production ecrit i sent you a video will you reply to that in french so it's fun like you can if your teacher makes it fun for you that's amazing because that's probably what they do or what yep. they should do so invest financially that's my last advice i can give and there's a lot more but yeah talk to yourself i do that that's crazy as as crazy as it sounds i do that in the shower very often i speak in spanish i try to like whatever new words i learned on instagram i'll try and use it in the shower because no one's judging me there so that's a great yeah. way to make it more fun uh yeah and make mistakes that's something i i repeat very often make mistakes have fun make mistakes but don't repeat those mistakes all the time so yeah I think I hope that helps. A little bit every day goes a long way. Thank you so much Reni. You're absolutely amazing. And now everyone I believe everyone can see why I'm a huge fan of Reni. If you would like to see more about her work, um she's on Instagram, but I think she'll do better at talking about where you can find her than I will. Sure. So my page is called Shapoli glut shaz and cat shapoliglut yep. i know a lot of people have issues with the word polyglut and i like myself like to say like language learners but i like the ring of it so it's called shapoliglut <laughs> and i post videos quizzes tests every day on my instagram stories i also have a small youtube channel which has okay. not grown as much as the instagram yet but i'm getting more serious about it as well So YouTube allows me to post longer videos, grammar explanations, while Instagram is a complete um, fun platform where I make crazy-looking videos. I go outside and create, um, I create stuff and props to kind of like teach French. So as I was saying at the beginning, the whole idea is to make it fun for my students and like wanting them, make them want to learn French. So just like pass on my love through my videos and yeah. tests and everything that i do cultural grammar so i try to like to cover all levels and all competence so because i teach french i try to do grammar i try to do vocab and a lot of different fun things expressions yeah so come and check it out if you would like to learn some more french bite sized french every day okay brilliant um all that is in the description for this episode the show notes for this episode you can find um shreni on all her, her available platforms everything is in the description so as you're listening to this episode make sure you check her out she's absolutely amazing if she wasn't she wouldn't be here so just check her out she's really really <laughs> good so she's, she's, she's brilliant it's Very okay kind of <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome it's fine thank you so much for being on the podcast today um i wish you good luck with your work i wish you good luck Thank with you. your youtube your instagram and your coaching uh, because i know you, you prefer so to to refer to yourself like that as a french coach 
and not necessarily as a teacher but more as a coach so um Thank good you. luck with that and hopefully we can see soon very very soon hopefully and uh, one day you could be back yes. on the podcast looking forward to that thank you for having me once again it was a great pleasure a real pleasure to have chatted with you yeah thank you okay all right then thank you bye